This is The Converse, an apostolic tabernacle podcast all about sharing the truth of God's Word. In this podcast, you will hear sermons, panel discussions, and much more. If you would like more information about this ministry or would like to plan your visit, go to atwilmington.com. For now, enjoy your time on The Converse. Broken bread and big miracles. There's a story of an eight-year-old boy named Bolivar from the early 1900s. He and his family were immigrants from the western part of Europe, and they came to America looking for a better life. When they got here, sadly, what what they found was that their father had become deathly ill and was laying on his deathbed. Eight-year-old Bolivar, being the oldest son in the house, would have to go out at the unction of his mother and go out and steal and beg and do whatever he needed to do to get food or money and bring it back to the family. Uh, Bolivar one day was walking through an alleyway in the bustling side of New York City and he saw in the evening time in the back of a bakery that there was uh, a worker of that bakery that was bringing out a big bag and he couldn't tell what was in the bag but the worker came out and he threw that bag into the trash. Well, Bolivar waited for the worker to go back inside and he went over and he looked into the, into the dumpster. He grabbed that bag and began to rifle through it and what he found was that the scraps of the day had been thrown away into the dumpster. This boy thinking he had hit the jackpot, grabbed the bag and brought it back to mom and dad and they began to eat the crumbs and the broken pieces that had been left over from the day's work at that bakery. He would do this for several more days until finally the owner of the shop found him. Bolivar in the moment was stunned, but he knew better than to try to lie his way out of it. So he told the shop owner the truth. In that moment, the shop owner's heart was turned toward the little boy and he said you meet me at this same time tomorrow and I'll have a gift for you every day for the next two years that shop owner would bring bags of scraps out to this young boy to feed his family around the holiday times he would throw extra things in and it teaches us a very fine lesson that people can be blessed by broken things This young boy would grow up to be a decorated World War I veteran and a successful business owner. As he would write his own story out, he would look back to that shop owner and he would say he made the biggest difference in his life. Let me tell you this morning, we come in this holiday time It is supposed to be happy. I know that trees are decorated and and we see all the signs. My daughters, we're driving down the road and they'll look and they'll see all the Christmas lights and they'll begin to yell, there's Santa, there's, there's a snowman. It's exciting. We can feel that in the air. But along with that feeling also comes reminders of people that aren't here anymore. Things that we once held dear are now gone. We are reminded just how broken we can be as human individuals. And in that brokenness, we can find ourselves being led toward bitterness, toward hurt, toward anger. Instead of turning ourselves toward God, we find ourselves turning away from God. 
We look in God's word in Matthew chapter 14 and we find this story of the five loaves and the two fishes and I, I begin to look over this story and think about how that God used such simple things to do such a miraculous moment. We look and we find that Jesus would look up and he would bless this the food and I don't know that that's where the miracle took place, I don't believe. I don't believe the miracle took place in, in baking the bread. I don't believe the miracle took place in the person that, that brought the bread to them. But the miracle took place when the bread began to be broken. When Jesus would take and he would break the pieces apart and put them in uh, uh, things for the, for the disciples to carry and to hand out, that's when the miracle of multiplication took place. It wasn't when the bread was whole, but it was when the bread was in a broken, less complete state. And if we're not careful, we can look at our moments of brokenness and we can despise those times. But really what we need to be doing is looking like Job in those moments. And instead of despising my infirmities, I believe we can in, uh, find joy and peace and, and we can find hope in those moments. Because in those times, we find times where God can move. Those that are whole have no need of a physician. Jesus didn't come to save those that were already saved. He came to the lost sheep. He came to those that were broken, those that were sick, and those that were hurting. Don't despise your moments of brokenness. Don't despise those moments where your heart is hurting, but look at them as opportunities for the glory of God to shine. I look back over times in my life and others where we've lost, lost loved ones, where we've been pushed through hard times, where we've had to make it, where we've had to put on a smile, where we've had to make everything look like it's together. But let me tell you something. God doesn't get any glory for those that have got it all together all the time. He gets glory in broken people because through those cracks of my broken existence and my broken heart, people can see the glory of God shine through and working all my life don't take a moment in your life where God could use you for a testimony and put it away but find the blessing in the brokenness we get so upset about being broken we think about those moments like David yay though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil. Sometimes the darkness is the only thing that can remind us of the light. Sometimes the brokenness is the only thing that can remind us of the healer. Sometimes in those moments we can really be, ta be taking part in the miraculous. It's not necessarily all of this evil coming against us, but it's God allowing life to work on us so that something within us can show His glory. There was a man, he would write and pen beautiful sonatas and classical music. At the end of every one, he would write, So SDG, Soli Deo Gloria. What it stood for was glory to God alone. Out of all of those beautiful things that he penned for the life of me, I cannot remember 
the, the man's name, if I told you his name, you would remember him immediately. And all of those beautiful things that he wrote, he never gloried in it himself. He never wanted people to look, Johann Sebastian Bach, that's who it was. He would look back and whenever people think of him, they think of him as one of the greatest classical composers to have ever lived. But all he wanted was to bring glory to God. All he wanted was for people to look and listen to his music and feel the presence of God. You know, we, we get so much pride out of the beautiful things. And, and in those moments, we want to take credit sometimes. Yeah, I sure did do that. I got this job. I worked real hard. But what about the blessings of God? What about the greatness of God? What about the goodness of God? What about the mercy of God? That third verse that Sister Miss you sang today. There we'll meet the one who saved us and who kept us by his grace. What about the grace of God? Let me tell you something. I can look at beautiful things and I can give glory to God. But I am not truly serving God unless I can do the same thing when I look at the brokenness that lays out before me. Because though they slay me, yet will I trust him. Let me tell you this morning, the life that you live in your brokenness, it brings a whole lot of glory to God. When you can still come to church, you're bringing a whole lot of glory to God. When you can keep on living for God, you're bringing a whole lot of glory to him. People are finding the miraculous in the broken bread that is your life. And let me tell you today, that is God's will for us. Not that we'll be happy all the time, but that in our brokenness, I can still get up and say, I'm still going to serve you. I'm still going to bless you. I'm still going to live for you. Everything may not be perfect. I may be broken in my heart and in my mind, but there's still a big miracle coming. I looked at the word of God. Bishop, you know, the thing about it is there's nothing new under the sun. And there's probably whatever I get up and teach, the man, the myth, the legend, Bishop Logue has taught on it at some point. And I thought about one that he taught on. Bethlehem, the house of bread. The birthplace of the word manifest in the flesh. The bread of life walking among his creation. I thought about Jesus, how he was born in that place. There's too much symbolism in that far eastern culture for that to be an accident. When he was born there, the house of bread, I thought about the life that was lived. I thought about the miraculous things that he did. And all of those things that he did never compared to the miraculous moment when he allowed his body to be broken. 2 Corinthians, or oh, Paul in, in, to the church of Corinth, in one of those letters, he wrote and he said, this is what Jesus said to us. This is my body that is broken for you. Take and eat. And if we think about, we're, we're going to take communion in just a couple of weeks. It's that, it's that symbolism of taking part in the death of Jesus Christ as, as his body was broken for us. 
You see his life that was lived and he touched the blinded eyes and they were open. He, he, he spoke to the demoniac, the one that had the legion of devils living inside of him and the, the demoniac became delivered and he did all of these things. The lame would walk, the dead would literally rise just when he spoke a word. But all of those things that we read, they may encourage us, but they don't touch us. They may speak to us, but they don't move on us. The thing that, that makes the move possible is not the life that was lived necessarily, but the broken body that was given as a sacrifice and a propitiation for us all. This is my body, which is broken for you. Let me tell you this morning, Jesus did more when his body broke than he ever did when he lived. Because what he did in that moment was he secured salvation for all that would become or that would come to him and be drawn to him. All that would take part in, in the book of Acts message of repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you this morning that when you look at Jesus, we think about his life. But the most important moment to us is when his body was broken. When that bread from Bethlehem was broken for you and I, let me tell you this morning, brokenness leads to big miracles. It leads to moments where God can move and do a great work. So when you find yourself hurting, when you find yourself alone, when you find yourself in problem, don't ever despise those moments, but look at them as moments where the holy God of creation can move in your life and let a big miracle come to pass. Let me tell you today, I'll preach it until I'm blue in the face we cannot be people that so get get so caught up in our hurts that we forget about God wanting to do a great work in our life I don't ever want to be a person that becomes bitter no I want to pluck up bitterness by the root and I want to walk in the miraculous things that God lays out in front of us no I don't want to be I don't, I, I, I don't want to be just a normal person you know, bread, I'm going to tell you, I don't use notes a lot. In the 11 o'clock service, I'll remember what, what verse that was in Corinthians. But I might not say any of this in, in, in the 11 o'clock service. So you, whoever comes to both, you'll probably get two sermons. I don't know. Bread, if you don't consume it, if you don't break it, if you don't take part in it, if you leave it laying up, it becomes moldy and gross. It becomes icky. That's why, that's why they said with manna, when it would come, they had to consume it. Because if they tried to store it up for another day, it would go rotten. Let me tell you today that, that, that bread is not a thing that is designed to be left to its own devices. It's a thing that's designed to be broken and then consumed. You see, I noticed that when Jesus would break the bread... And he would give it to his disciples. And his disciples would take it and carry it out. These 12 men would go out and do this work. They would come back with 12 baskets full. Signifying the 12 apostles. Signifying the bread that they would carry to the world. Signifying the gospel that their feet were shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let me tell you today, your brokenness is not just for no reason. 
that healing that God wants to do in your life, it's not just for no reason. The biggest testimony we can ever give God is not that I've been great all my life, but that there was a moment in my life where I found myself in brokenness. But now because of it, God did a great miracle. Now because I was hurt, God's done something in my life. Now because I was broken, God's came in and he's healed me. I was talking to a family member driving up the road. Uh, yesterday, I went to a men's conference on Friday night and had a good time and had to get back and get ready for today. And five-hour drive, it's a long drive. When you're by yourself in a truck, you think, oh, dude, no kids, no dog, peace. Boy, I got ADHD. I'm lit like a Christmas tree because of uh, um, prednisone. Man, it's like putting a bear in a cage and just hoping it turns out okay. I called people, I talked, my sister called me, and we talked, I talked to a fam- another family member, and I talked to another family member, and I began to talk to this one family member that's been going through a lot of stuff for several years, and this person began to talk to me about how that they've been praying that God would just take everything. God, I've heard a prayer prayed by this person several times, you see me, I'm broken, Sometimes God gives us the brokenness, not just for ourselves, but also for those that are around us. Imagine how many millions of people have read the story of Job and looked back over their life and said, oh my goodness, I've had it hard, but he can make it. Imagine when people look out and they see people that have lost children to violence or other means. And they, someone loses a child and they, they come in and they see, oh, so-and-so, they're here. If they made it, I can make it. Imagine they see, Brother Clayton, somebody that's dealt with, with issues in their past with maybe their children or family members and they see a person walk in and lift up their hands and begin to worship God, not because they're perfect, but because they're still serving a great God in a broken state. When we see those people, I can remember, Jamma, your son, I can remember after all that happened. Uh, happened on a weekend. And you were at church on Sunday morning. Lifting up your hands. Let me tell you something. Some, a new car isn't always going to speak the blessings of God. A new house isn't always going to speak the blessings of God. A new suit All of these things, all of these possessions, new phones, new watches, all of those things, money in the bank, businesses, success, it's not always going to speak the blessings of God, but let me tell you what does speak it. Broken people with broken families, with with children that are are, are being knuckleheads and being stupid, with with family members that once served God and they're now out of church, with, with people that lose loved ones and family members. And they walk in with all of this going on and their brokenness and they lift up their hands. Let me tell you something. You want to talk about a miracle. 
It's a miracle that people don't lose their mind whenever all that bad thing is going on. It's a miracle that people don't lose their faith when all that's going on. You talk about all of this stuff happening in the world. It's a miracle that we can walk into the house of God. So let me encourage you today. You may be dealing with some type of brokenness and some type of hurt, but let me tell you, people watch you in those moments. I can feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. People watch you in those moments more than they ever watch you when you're driving that new car. People will watch you. Let me tell you, there's a lot of elders in here at this 9 a.m. service. There are young people watching you when you face hardships. And I'm so happy to say that we got elders that still hold on even when things get bad. I'm so happy to say that we got people that have been serving God for a long time. So when the Jose Gomez's walk in and they look over and say, I know what happened to that person, but they're still here. So I can still make it. Let me tell you. You're a walking miracle despite your brokenness. You're a walking miracle. Let me tell you, you're a walking miracle. The miracle wasn't that 5,000 plus were fed. The miracle wasn't in the breaking of the, or the baking of the bread. Miracle was in the brokenness that as I break off, oh, this person will be fed. We've got to be people that embrace God in such a way. I know, Miss Nova, it's, I'm almost done, I promise. Tabby must be pinching her back there. It's like she's going, owie. Let me tell you, I know on a Sunday morning, I'm almost done. Y'all are going to be able to go to Bojangles before Sunday school. Hit me up. AKA, I need a biscuit. I'm just kidding. Let me tell you, bow rounds. Mm. Yes, Lord. Felt my help coming on, as Brother Leon says. I believe that. God has such a He has such a plan for our church. You know, I got to sit down and talk to Bishop yesterday. You know, I forgot to do it, Brother Handline. One of the things I'm thankful for is my family. I'll go into more detail. It's a gift from God. I told I told when I get up to preach on Sundays, I'm going to talk about gifts that I'm thankful for. I'm going to do that at the eleven, I promise. I talked to Bishop yesterday and we were just discussing different things and and as I left the conversation I can tell you that our church our bishop mother logue elders have worked so hard to make this place the great church that it is and I believe that God is getting ready to take us to a place that we never dreamed we would ever be. And I know we, we pray prayers like God send us revival. I've heard those prayers prayed all of my life. But right now, we stand on the precipice of the greatest moments our church have, has ever seen. But don't despise brokenness. Because when people that you've never met walk into this church 
Sister Harriet, and you begin to have a conversation with them. And you begin to tell them your story. And they see your faithfulness. And they see your strength. They're going to say, okay, there's something different about this place. When they walk in and they have conversations with you. And they talk to you about your life. And they talk to Brother Hanline. And, and Brother Hanline tells them, he, he'll tell anybody this. Trust me, I've seen it. I was a broken man. I'm just thankful for God's grace and mercy. And when they talk to them, Brother Leon and a musician walks in and, and you tell him how you reached the upper echelon. I don't think people quite give it credit for what Brother Leon did. As a musician, I can tell you, I know how hard that is. He, re he reached probably the top 10% of musicians in the world to be asked to do what he was going to do. But in, in places that church people wouldn't go, Brother Leon's found himself saying, there's got to be more. And when that musician walks in, and you tell the man, I was there. And you say, you know what, but I came into contact with the thing I was looking for. They're going to see a miracle. Not because you're perfect, but because you're broken. They're going to see a miracle. Brother Brian, they're going to ask you, hey man, how's your life been? And Brother Brian's going to look at him and say, it's been pretty tough. You've lost your son. He knows hurt. But you can look at him and say, you know what? In my brokenness, God did a great miracle in my heart. I know there's stories all over this building just like that. But let me tell you, it's not done being written yet because you can touch hundreds of lives. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to visit us at atwilmington.com. We will see you next time on The Converse.